All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lions podcast. Today, we are going to go over the Texas Tech game as well as a preview into the TCU matchup. I know that we're last in the Big 12, but we are speaking it into existence. Iowa State is going to have the upset of the year this Saturday in TCU's home stadium. But before we get into all that, of course, we are presented to you by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. Every single day, they have their $5 pitchers, tequila, rum, vodka, anything you want. Head on over, support our boy, Ben. And without further ado, we will get into the, what do we want to call it? It's not even a travesty anymore because it's kind of just expected. But the... um. The, the, the brutal watch against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, before we get into that, though, um, I would just be remiss if I didn't acknowledge we posted a video last week or a video, a recording last week that was completely unedited of um, our recording. And obviously you can see that we we don't edit like a ton, but we edit enough to the point where it doesn't absolutely suck well you guys got the completely unedited version so i have now corrected that the newer audio is up there so go ahead and listen to it but i can tell that you guys don't care because we had literally our lowest um listener total since we started this podcast which i don't blame any of you but um to the people that did listen to that recording i apologize and also you guys probably now know way too much about newt than you ever really wanted to know about but um what are your what's your comment new on your brain yeah. mri yeah yeah everyone got like a nine minute insight into oh boy my my doctor and uh my neurologist and and how i was annoyed with him so yeah um sometimes Just really sometimes personal, personal conversations that... become <laughs> public um i guess Oops. i guess uh it's better to be ranting about my neurologist and the uh, lack of care that I felt like I got then I guess um I don't know other things but still kind of weird I struggled to even listen to it was weird it was it was weird it was Um, weird and I did not I usually go back and listen to like the final product after I post it um didn't do that I was like I don't have enough time for this it's fine whatever and lo and behold that was the only time I attached the wrong audio and yeah, pretty bad, pretty bad mess up there. Um, hand up. That was all on me. But um, let's get into Texas Tech, unless you want to go off for another nine minutes on your neurologist. What are your thoughts? Do you want to do you want to do the neurologist route or do you want to go the Texas Tech route? I mean, both suck. So I, I don't know. Uh, I could just sum it up in in two words there. Both suck. There we all go. Right, you want to talk about TCU? Um, <laughs> I actually have a lot of thoughts on tech. So um, we're not going to bullshit you. We're very um, honest on the show. This is honesty hour. It's a safe space. And um, neither Newt and I had a chance to watch the game live. I went back and saw as many highlights as I could and checked the box score, got the rundown as much as I possibly could, which I'm annoyed because usually they post the entire game on YouTube or something. None of that. Nowhere. So basically, I, I did miss a lot of highlights, but um, I was able to see the very, very end of the game, though, where Iowa State had a chance to come back and uh, take the lead. Um, Newt, you're happy you did not see this because um, again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I saw the entire thing. I didn't, but what happened on that last drive was 
Iowa State, making a pretty sad attempt at driving down the majority of the field um, to score a touchdown. So we're down four points. Final score was 14 to 10. Um, and we obviously need a touchdown in that situation. Now, what grinded my gears beyond anything else was it was fourth and six. It was, it was a ways away. We were on our own 40. So kind of that midfield point and there's three minutes left in the game, but you're down four. You need a touchdown and we punted punted. all away. Like what? (laughs) And now like there is actually no justifiable way to do that. So we had, I think one or two timeouts, um, so basically you're just asking your defense to get a stop, but even by the time we would have gotten the ball back, we would have had less than a minute to go again, probably 80 some yards or so to score a touchdown. So at that point, you know, that you're going to have an uphill battle with the offense. Why wouldn't you just go for it? It's like fourth and six, even if it's fourth and 20, go for it. Because literally, even if you get stopped, you're at the midpoint field, so if, if they score a field goal, well, guess what? You still have to score a touchdown. So it's not like you're expanding your possession. None of that made sense at all. And so Tech got one first down and was able to kneel it from there. It was the biggest chicken shit call I've ever seen. And I was so infuriated. And I didn't even watch the game. I just saw the last five minutes. And it was horrible to watch. So um, we're, we're just a sad team right now, dude. Like, that's what we are. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch this one. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was tempted to. I just moved the entire day and was dead-ass tired and was kind of sitting down for the night. And I was like, do I want to put this on right now or do I maybe just want to go to bed early and like get some sleep because I've been moving packages and my entire life, uh, I don't even know. I, the word goods and supplies are it's like possessions there you go all my life's possessions in one day and i was like i don't want to i don't want to deal with this and watch this and i'm glad i didn't because it would have just like pissed me off and um i don't know this this team is frustrating to watch it is just more of the same here you know we held tech to much much, much below their, their season average point wise defensively again. I mean, like just, if you look at what we've held our opponents, it was literally the fewest amount of points they've scored all season with the exception of NC state where they also scored 14. So again, our defense is good. No news there. Um, But our offense literally can't do the bare minimum to beat them. And and this was another one where, where special teams fucked up too. And this is just another one where, our red zone offense is so bad too. Like it's insane Dude. how bad our Do you want to know the is. most Do you want to know the most insane stat that I just found out like right before we recorded this? I might have found the same one, but you go. You go you Glenn Coco. Have. Iowa State this year is ranked 128 of 131 teams in the red zone. Last year, we were second, second overall. Yeah, yeah, I saw the same stat. <laughs> now, to those people that were accusing Brock Purdy of not basically being Superman last year. That is where my frustration comes in. That guy, like, okay. If you didn't have an appreciation for Brock Purdy, I hope you do now because I, again, I really do think Hunter Deckers is not a bad quarterback. He's our highest rated quarterback we've ever had. So even if he's not as good as Purdy, he should not be this bad, but he has to put up with an O coordinator and just an 
the least clever offensive scheme ever. And it shows that some guy like Brock Purdy, who actually can innovate, can really mask a lot of the overall structure that is lacking in our offense. So it's, say what you want about Brock Purdy, but don't you dare say that he was bad for us. Cause that was a bad take last year. And it's even showing even more now. I mean, it's also, um, Mevis and a little bit of, of, of ass alley too, of like, yep. we've had reliable kicking for the last couple of years as well in the red zone. And we couldn't even get that today. Matt Campbell decided to go with the backup kicker and he goes one for three on the day for kicks. And mm-hmm. this is two. Thir- uh, one was a 30 yarder. And I think the other one was like a 34 or something, you know, like, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> those aren't terribly hard kicks. Um, and I can no, say that I've they kicked- were all within the, 40. <laughs> like I've genuinely kicked- within 40 yards. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's just frustrating, and it it puts into perspective of just and, and even just settling for so many field goals in the red zone in itself is frustrating. You know that's why we lost to K State. We outplayed mm-hmm. K State that entire game and settled for three field goals, and and were not aggressive at all. And you lose a game when you're you're taking three instead of seven. And here we're trying to take three instead of seven, and we're not even getting three. So that makes What's it even frustrating. Worse is you if we made two of those so we missed three field goals if we made two no, we missed, of those we, we win the game two we missed two um but what also happened was we two goal line stands uh, against us excuse me so we couldn't get a yard on fourth and one when we were also two yards away from the goal line and another time we were i i believe it was fourth and one on the goal line again uh, and couldn't get it. And that's two times, two separate times. If you can't get a yard, you don't deserve to win the game, let alone having that happen twice, let alone having other chances to win the game. Again, if you just make those two field goals, which are within 40 yards, those are expected in college. Yes, they are. Um, then that, that game is won. So again, special teams offense had so many opportunities to win in in a weird way. This is a weird spin zone and I almost don't even want to say it, but we were actually getting in the red zone. You know, we haven't really been doing that in all of our other matchups, but we were in the ends or we were in the red zone all game and couldn't convert to me. That's a huge coaching flaw, huge coaching flaw. And I hate to say this. I'm not going for Matt Campbell's head. Like a lot of you Nimrods are, but that decision to punt on fourth and one, Correct me if I'm wrong here, Newt. Usually play calling has to do with the O coordinator, but a decision like that to basically have a defensive type play when you're playing offense, that's usually a head coaching decision. So I think that's on Matt Campbell. And I mean, we've seen Matt Campbell be really conservative in general with a lot of that. I he's, mean, I've he's never liked his play calling. He's he's punted a lot of times when we've been on like the opponents, like 40, 35, you know, like you're you're kind of slightly out of field goal range for a college kicker. But like if you if you don't get it, you give the other team decent field position. And then we've had punts that go in the end zone and then it's a net punt of like 15 yards. And it's like, OK, yeah. like we're you're not winning here, you know, so. I don't think that's as maybe terribly surprising, um, but it is one of those. Also, it's like we're four and six. You have to win the next two games that we play to make it to be throw some balls. 
So like, yeah. what, what yeah, the fuck is lose. there to lose? What, what yeah. Exactly. What is there to lose at this point? You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a whatever way to like go about it, but we're at that point in the season where it's like, what is there to lose than to be aggressive? And it's like, Oh, at least we tried, you know, like God, God forsake. We, you know, get a stop for Texas tech and they have to kick another 62 yard field goal against us to go up 17 to 10. And then we get the ball back, you know, either way, our defense has to get a stop one stop for us to get the ball back. And it's like, this at least gives the offense or the team as a whole, a better chance to win by, by going for it on fourth down late in the game than by just automatically giving them the ball and being like, all right, defense figure it out. So I don't know, man. It, I this think... team just—it's frustrating. This it, this defense is 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 so good, and it's just—it's being absolutely wasted. And like at this point, I just feel like an absolute broken record with it because it's just nothing's gonna change the dynamic of this and season. We and we just hope that like the off season brings something that can refresh um, one side of the ball. And, and dude, special teams too, man. It, it's. We've long said it. We've 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 said it last year. There's something's got to change with that. That 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 and that one's one hundred percent on Campbell. He has to figure out what the fuck's going on with that. The the fact that he has yeah. this like group effort on special teams is, I think, a little silly. There needs to be someone that is solely focused to it because we've seen how bad that has kind of been for us as a whole. You know, we've had punt blocks. We've had field goals blocked. Either. No, you can't because like there's not direction. You know, we've been on it before. He's like, I like to get all the coaches involved in it. It's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense because like a lot of players from different units are all part of special teams. But at the same time, there's got to be one man who they listen to in schemes and focuses in on this. And, you know, we talked to Rory about it and like it's an important it's such an important aspect of football. It's where the largest field uh, position changes occur. It's it's a huge element. It's why a team like you know, we've seen it like Iowa has just as good of a defense as us and just as shitty of an offense, maybe even slightly shittier than ours. And they're winning games because they don't have special teams fuck ups or they have some of the best punting yeah. coverage and stuff in this game that it helps their specialty. You know, it's like we we're always praying to just not have special teams fuck ups, which is like a terrible way to be going through football games, you know, like and and it's just it's very frustrating to see that kind of thing. You know, that was, it was a, it's been a common issue for a couple of years now too, that it's like, there needs to be some sort of looking in the mirror and being like, Hey, maybe this needs to be addressed too. 1000%. Um, and I will say this, you know, there are people calling for Campbell's head and that is really disgusting. Cause we gotta, we really gotta have perspective here. We're um, <laughs> We are Iowa State. State. We are. If you're Bama, if you're LSU, okay, maybe it's a different thing, but we're Iowa State. And also, it's not like none of this is fixable. Like, um, I remember in 2018 when Tom Manning was with the Colts, I think that was when Campbell owned most of the play calling. There were lots of times where I'm like, this is hard to watch. Campbell is just, he's not a play caller. Like, every time that I've that I believe he's the one calling it. I have never really been a fan of it, but that doesn't mean go for his head because I think he's more of a defensive minded guy. I mean, he played defense. Like it makes sense, but also you just got to surround your staff with the right people. And I mean, look at Belichick. He's not the most offensive minded person. I think he's better offensively than people give him credit for, but 
He's the defensive minded guy. You get a great OC in, you know, Josh McDaniels and boom, they create a, whatever that was like a 14 year dynasty. Um, and, and there are just so many things that it, it's harder to correct than we're probably giving it credit for. No, thousand percent. That's true. Like it's hard to just go out there and find an OC that you can pull off the street and say, all right, be better than Tom Manning. Um, now, though, it kind of feels like maybe that's true. It's not, you know, it's hard to find a good OC, but at this point, it really doesn't feel like there that you can really backtrack that much more than where we currently are. And um, that's also with the special teams. I 1000% agree with you. Get rid of all these hands in the cookie jar. Just have one person own it. Um, and maybe that's Bonamago. I don't know. Like I, he's not really proving to me that he's you know, the guy for a special teams coordinator, but maybe we do just have too many hands in the cookie jar. Maybe we just need to let him do his thing. I don't know, but there needs to be a lot of changes off season and a lot of people are angry, but just keep perspective. Don't be calling for Campbell's head. Cause if you're doing that, you're kind of an idiot. Honestly, you just are. That, that's just the best way of putting it. Um, just understand that there are so many other things that we can do to embrace a change to fix probably where we're at right now. And, um, Oh, wow. This is a huge ramble, but at the end of the day, we also got to acknowledge this roster just isn't as talented as it has been in the past. I mean, if you look at our offensive line, they were getting bullied all game. Every single highlight I saw, which I was able to see a lot. I was able to see a lot. They were just getting murdered at the line of scrimmage. And also it looked like the defense literally knew what plays we were running. There were so many times the safety would creep up and literally charge the gap to the exact hole that we were running in. Like it, it, mm, we're so easy to scheme against and it is painfully obvious when they're literally shifting defensive backs into the exact spot we're running and they're able to stop them and hit them before they even cross the line of scrimmage. That was what was happening in damn near every single offensive highlight I saw. And it was painful to watch. Okay. Wow. Rant over. Yeah. I mean, we can we can kind of go on and on here, but like it, it it is just it's it's rough, and you know even this team was able to move it to the red zone, and then they get to the red zone, and then it's back to shooting themselves in the foot. It's like they just can't can't close it out. They cannot finish drives. It, it's it's just been an absolute struggle on the offensive end this entire year. The offensive line has been getting smoked for the most part. They cannot yeah. run the ball at all. Um, that, that needs I to mean, get we're figured also... out too. You know, like the, the line at this point should be, I don't know, there's resources in it and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's been an absolute like Achilles heel to this team. Um, and you know, I, I just, heard, um, Sorry. Do you have something? No. Well, I, I, this is totally Jared Sansbury. Um, you know, we moved our left guard to left tackle. Um, we've been having offensive line woes for seemingly the entire existence of Iowa state football. And honestly, for the longest time, I was just kind of content or contempt with that. Like, all right, that's just who we are. We're never going to have a good offensive line. So let's build other offensive pieces like someone like Brock Purdy who can scramble and evade the rush and still make plays. Um, but he made a really good point. We have never had a good offensive line. Why aren't we changing that? I, again, I know it's easier said than done, but like this is something that has been a reoccurring issue for us for literally ever, forever. It's like, how come there hasn't been any change 
even from like some season to some season, I know that like last season we were better than we were this season, but we still weren't like good, you know? Uh, also talk about the box score. I, I know you're seeing the box score. I know you're a big box score guy. I'm going to pass the torch to you. You just, just, you know, riff off the box score a little bit. I mean, I don't know. This, this team out, out gained them in yards by 180 yards, put over 400 total yards and could only muster 10 points. It's, it's kind of wild with no turnovers either. No turnovers in this game. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's baffling that this offense, you know, this offense and this team is, they're competitive in every game and they just don't win. And it's, and like, that's a coaching flaw. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Cause it shows like, I don't know. <laughs> Once, like we've said, one side of the ball is doing a damn good job of game planning and figuring out how to hold the opponent. I, I mean, John Heacock has literally held just about every single team that we've played to below their scoring average this year. I want to say every single team has, you know, like, what was it? I saw some stat and this is like, I don't know. It's kind of similar a little bit, but like someone put the Broncos would be like nine and one on the season. If their offense could score above, it was like, yeah, 18 points a game or something this year because of how well their defense has played and like scheme to other teams and their offenses literally just absolutely like anchored them this entire year. And Iowa State's the same way. I mean, it's just pathetic that we scored 24 points against Baylor and then we, I mean, we got 21 against Texas. Um, but that game, we were kind of down like two scores and whatever, but like, dude, we're, we're barely getting to double digits here. You know, like it, it's, it's like, what the fuck is going on with this? You know, like <laughs> last year you could look at last year, we scored 13 points against Clemson in the Chizo bowl. We've scored less than 13 points a lot of fucking times this year. Um, mm-hmm. or we've dude, you know 14. who we're becoming? Because I, I, you know, I, I'm realizing I am slowly becoming a Husker because we've said multiple times, oh, we lost like four games against like four ranked opponents by less than a possession each. Guess who that was? That was Nebraska football. That was actually Nebraska football. I, I think they had like multiple. And, and the worst part is, is like, that is true. We are very close to an eight and four team. That is our reality. But what that also is, is that's coaching. How do I know that? Look at NFL. Okay. You see teams like the Titans who just don't have the most talent in the world, but they're still finding ways to win ugly. Honestly, look at basketball, TJ Otzelberger. Maybe we didn't have the most talented team last year. I mean, Isaiah Brockington was a freaking stud, but at the same time, he found a way to embrace the way to win in that way. It was just grinding it out, you know? So that's what's kind of frustrating. And again, this isn't like all on Campbell. I I think a lot of this is again, Tom Manning's easy scapegoat, but I think this is like one of those rare episodes where we're actually kind of embracing the fact that there's way more than just Tom Manning here. Um, and, And dude, we're literally relying on X to make a acrobatic miracle type play to even just move the chains. And I mean, we were, we were forcing it in triple coverage to Jalen Knowles. And, and I mean, 
X also like we were forcing the ball to him and in times where the ball just shouldn't have been thrown to him and he's still finding ways to make plays like savior is just, we, we, we don't deserve him. We don't deserve him. Honestly, we don't. Um, it, and like tech honestly came to play. They were clever with their play calling. They were energized. They deserve to win. And honestly, Jack Trice looked pretty good from what I was seeing. I mean, it was a cold ass game. It looked like we showed out and we were being loud and it just didn't look like we had any offensive energy and I feel so horrible for this defense. It's giving me really gross shades of Zach Wilson with the Jets on how, you know, scoring three points and not taking accountability. Now, it's not like Deckers or Campbell or anyone's doing that necessarily. But it's like, how discouraging is that for the defense to, you know, show up every single freaking week just to have the offense really only needing to perform at the bottom of the barrel Dude, we're not win. asking a lot for them. We're not. Asking we are not lot. asking anything the, of our the defense is like, hey, we're going to hold the opponent to like half of their average points scored each week, at least. Yes. Can you guys just like maybe make it so that we're not on the field for like 40 minutes a game? And the offense is like, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of like, tired. I don't know. That's a tough order. <laughs> yeah. You're asking a lot here. And then, you know, it's just and I don't know, like it kind of goes back to like, you know, coaching and scheming. It's like, there's no adapting. There hasn't been like, I think the other thing with this is that's been frustrating with this is that normally we see Iowa state teams that maybe start off slow and then they kind of hit their stride and figure out what they're doing middle of the way through the season. This team, like, yeah, we won extremely ugly against Iowa. And after that, and then it's, there just hasn't been, any adapting it feels like the the offense is like the only one who's adapting is john hecock <laughs> like the defense yeah. is the only thing adapting on a week-to-week basis and is having these great game plans for the variety of offenses that we're facing in uh the big 12 but other than that it's like the offense is the same and there's no adapting there's no changing there hasn't been any sort of like incorporation of you know what, whatever, you know, it's like the line's bad. Use rollouts, you know, the line's bad. Jet sweeps, uh, isolate outside stuff like misdirection. Like, don't don't never keep running a halfback fucking dive on the two yard line three times in a row. If you know the line's bad, like, like it's just shit like that, that it's like, okay, you know, something has got to give at this point. There's got to be a difference in, in how this team goes moving forward. And now like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I kind of said, Hey, you know what the West Virginia game was kind of a get right game. And they didn't really get right because it wasn't until the absolute end of the game that this like offense broke through and it broke through with that same bullshit. And then this team has still been the same since West Virginia. And it's just like, there's, you know, there just has to be changes made at this point. Like it, it, it we are yeah. in like off season mode of, Hey, the only sort of like whatever positives or way that we're going to improve next year is by changing who is right because they've had their chance. Like, I'm sorry, but Tom Manning and the offense has had an opportunity to adapt and change. And you can say whatever, like, yeah, they lost a lot of NFL talent, but it's like, 
we said the same thing. The defense lost a lot of starters and minutes and reps over there too. And they've been able to fortify and, and be good there, you know? It, yeah. And also and we're not, I think we were asking this offense tech. to be crazy, but it's like, no, we're asking this offense to put up more than 11 points against the Kansas defense. We're asking this offense to put up more than 13 points against this Oklahoma defense. We're asking this offense to put up more than 10 points against this Texas tech defense. Like, these aren't tall orders. Some of these defenses no. are not good, but they're looking good because they're scheming and we're predictable. And that just, that can't, when you are, have a talent discrepancy, you have to do stuff that's unpredictable. You have to use things to your advantage and they're not doing this. They're, they're playing this. Like they have the better offensive line. Like they have the better running back. Like they have the better quarterback and that they're like, we're going to run slow. We're going to eat clock. We're going to, you know, that's fine to eat clock. I I'm fine eating clock when your offense is good, but like, it's just, it's, it's baffling that it's just, it's so redundant and predictable. And it's like, if you watched every Iowa state game this year, you can literally call out what the plays are going to be. Like I can, I can realistically yep. based on the formations that show up and, and the guys that come in and what's going on and how it's lined up. I could tell you with a good amount of confidence of what the play call is going to be. I would argue that we're not even setting us up for the third down. We're not even set. We are. And I heard coward say this about um, Nathaniel Hackett It's ironic that you brought them up. He's calling plays to call plays. I don't think he actually like has himself. I don't think he's setting up his offense for the next play or even the next drive. It truly just feels like we're calling plays to call plays. And I think that was evident at the very beginning of the season when we were calling shallow crossers, when we needed 10 yards, it's just, we are calling plays for the sake of it. Um, and it is, is brutal to watch because their defense schemes it. Like I said, every single offensive play, they had someone basically covering the exact way we wanted to go. If it was a run to the right, they overloaded the right side. It was that continually Cartavius Norton's getting hit behind the line of scrimmage damn near every play. And I mean, I'll, I'll say this too: checkdowns. That's supposed to be your safety blanket. We're, we're missing open throws first of all, but we're like telegraphing our checkdowns and we're lobbing our checkdowns. So by the time it gets to him, He's already getting hit. Like at that point, don't even throw the check down, throw it at your feet. Like so many coaching woes. And, and again, I know Deckers is a different QB than birdie, but I don't think it's impossible to coach him out of some of these things. Um, and again, it's, it's not all on Deckers. It's, it's quite literally just a scheme. We are calling plays for the sake of calling plays. And it's obviously going nowhere. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we gotta, we gotta have a change somewhere. Um, do you have anything else on tech before we move to uh, some TCU speak it into existence talk? Um, I don't, I don't, I, this team has, has sucked the life out of me. I, I don't even really want to watch the game this weekend either. I just kind of want to have a good weekend. <laughs> so Ooh, Easton Dean had a dope touchdown. That's, I did see that. Yeah. That's, that's embracing the half, half full mentality. That was actually, it might've been the coolest touchdown we've had all year. So Shout out Easton Dean. I know he's had some drops all season, but uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta have that one play, that one little breakout game, and then boom, you're there and you're there to stay. So let's hope that's the case for Easton. Um, moving on, we're gonna talk TCU because we are setting this entire season up to beat TCU. Like this is literally our destiny at this point to be last in the Big Twelve 
and to ruin the only Big 12 team's hopes at a national championship. It's going to be hilarious. The entire conference is probably going to hate us because of it, but it's going to happen. And I, 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 I am an idiot because I actually fully believe it's going to happen. You are an idiot because it's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like if history repeats itself, we are winning this game. No, we're not. The, the, uh, I, this team's just not even like scrap. I don't know. No, we're not scrappy. The defense is good. The defense is competitive, but it's like, dude, this this offense doesn't fight. This offense, like, all TCU needs to do is score, like, 20 points, and they're like, yep, this game's over. <laughs> like, seriously. I, I, and I think uh, TCU's probably scored uh, 20 points most of their games this year. So uh, Most of their games. Um, Texas held them to 17 which isn't that in, you know, Texas, I don't think has like the most impressive defense by any means. I mean, hell, we scored like 20. That was our one of our higher scoring games this year. So, However, Oklahoma's got a bad defense. They put up 55 against them. Um, I mean, dude, I'm just going to say it. They injured four starting QBs. You know, they, they killed Oklahoma for what it's worth, and they injured Dylan Gabriel. Uh, they only beat Kansas by a touchdown, and – I mean, actually, some people will say that Bean isn't too much of a drop-off from Jalen Daniels. Um, and then Adrian Martinez, they injured him. But honestly, that's a very similar thing with Kansas. I think a lot of people would say Howard is a better quarterback than Adrian Martinez. Still beat them by 10. And um, what was – yeah, it was Texas Tech that they also injured their QB and still beat them by 10. So for what it's worth, if you're going to injure the starting QB of the other team, you know, beat them by more than a possession – and they've done that with three out of the four teams that they've injured their starting quarterback. So, ah, damn it. Maybe that's not as good of an argument as I thought. As I was like talking through that argument, I literally convinced myself out of it. But it's, it's still going to happen. And we're going to find a way. It's not. Agree to disagree. Um, Decker's going to be showing up in this game like, like a knight in shining armor. Not because, like, you know, he's our savior, but because he literally is going to need that much armor to walk out of this game unscathed. Like, that. Yeah, that's true. He's like, oh my gosh. He, he sees the rush coming and he's just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to throw this one away. TCU's don't got, need to uh, like a, a Neuron Saints bounty gate going on in their locker room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, I mean, if it came out, then. All the signs would point to the fact that, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, they did beat Baylor by one, and we play Baylor very competitively. Um, I know that this is kind of like, you know, loser talk by basically just looking at other box scores and, like, comparing how well we did against these other teams that they played against. You got to look at more so the matchup, and I hate to say it, we match up really poorly against them. <laughs> um, I think they have a really good wide receiver, um, Tay Barber. Actually, maybe I'm thinking of Williams. Uh, they got a great receiver core, though. I haven't watched them all year. I think Max Duggan, you guys have heard me say this since last year. He's great. Um, but at the same time, I think if we do get a strong rush on him, he does tend to hold the ball longer than you should. Um, if Will McDonald and the boys up front get some pressure on him and also contain him, if he, uh, if he st- settles in the pocket and we get pressure on him and, like, prevent him from escaping the pocket, then I think that we can cause some turnovers. He's not like 
the most perfect quarterback. He will turn the ball over. Um, but of course, what happens when you turn the ball over? The offense needs to capitalize. So at the end of the day, the offense needs to show up in a bigger way than they have all season. Um, so yeah, maybe this is like the Tom Manning juice box game. We just have him go get Campbell juice box all game. And therefore we have, you know what we should do? We should have this be a fan controlled game. We literally have nothing to lose. We're not going to make a bowl. Um, so how about we just like have a bunch of fans just funnel in what the next play should be like fan controlled football. I guarantee we're probably going to have a, a better offensive performance that way. Then with Tom Manning, you know, calling the shots. Does that we mean- could run like the fucking triple option at this point and have a better chance of scoring points than whatever Tom Manning's trying to do. So uh, not triple option with Deckers behind center. But um we'll just play all you, running you know, backs. We'll just do wildcat. We'll do like we the, the Miami Dolphins that one year with Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown, where they just ran ooh, the wildcat like because like Chad was it Chad Pennington got hurt. And like mm-hmm. fuck it. And they were made it to the playoffs and then got stomped. But one game of some fluky ass offense. I don't know. Like, the, you know what this game's gonna do too is this game's gonna annoy me because they're gonna like Iowa State's gonna be a little spicy to like in this game. Like you, we both know we're gonna do trick plays. Yeah, it's it's like when we played Oklahoma last year and we ran like the fake punt and stuff like that, and we did these things because we're like, well, it's Oklahoma and we know we're gonna have to do some, we're gonna have to take some risks to get some rewards. It's like, where has this been the entire fucking year? You should be taking risks to get rewards to beat. Texas Tech and to beat all these other teams that were in one possession games with it and said it's like no we're gonna punt with three minutes left it's like that's what's gonna be the like frustrating part about watching this game is like it will be them like being like like opening the spice like they've been cooking like the world's shittiest food the entire year and then they're gonna make oh wow seasonings and like actually season the food and it's gonna like yeah maybe taste good. like marinated a little it, bit yeah it might like, taste, hey, maybe we should actually yeah. prepare for this game by like you know putting this food in marinade for a day yeah. or two beforehand it's like let's actually prepare this time um no dude it's it's funny that you brought that up because that is probably what's going to happen and um you know all season it felt like we haven't had any sort of play calling any sort of misdirection any sort of trick plays. And if maybe we would have a trick play, it would be once in a blue moon and it wouldn't work. Um, now what would only make sense for this game is to us to have a trick play, like every other, you know, every other, no, not not like every possession <laughs> because Tom and he's like, Oh shit, I saved all my trick plays for the end. And now, now we don't have a bowl game for me to do them in. So I'm just going to throw them all right here. And then boom, we score like 45 points and blow out TCU. Again, that's not going to happen because if you're even remotely trying to win games, you would have pulled these out of your ass well before then, before it's too late. Um, I truly just don't don't think Tom Manning has any sort of clever to him. I just don't. I, I, I think he, he doesn't have any plays up his sleeve, and he never has. And even the plays that he has up his sleeve, they probably don't practice it enough for them to actually be executed well. Like this is just – there's way too much like evidence on the field on just how our offense is conducted for me to believe anything otherwise. Like why would I believe anything different than that? Um, man, dude, I, I really like, I, we go off the rails. We do. And we're not as like professional LOL. I mean, literally I just posted an unedited inter- or an unedited episode last time. So 
but we're not, you know, we're new to this, but I still try not to like call for people's job. I really try not to. Cause I just think that's, that's something you should try to be above. I I'm, I'm not above it. He's got to go dude. Like, and I, I think this I'm preaching to the choir. I don't think anyone disagrees with me, but dude, if, if he walks out of the season and isn't fired, like by Sunday, I don't know, man, he, he probably won't get fired that quick, but like, I, I, I would be actually shocked if he's, if he has a job by next year, I truly, truly think he's, he's gone. I think he's going to have way too much pressure from the small boosters that we have, but we got some. And, um, and I think Campbell's also probably needing to save his own face in a certain way and say, Hey, yeah, like maybe I'm not the best play caller. I got to have someone way better than Tom Manning to lift me up on this category. Cause Campbell's a defensive dude. Like you've seen what he does with defense. He's always been good with that. Uh, man. Yeah, he's got to go. Not Campbell, Manning. Yeah, I mean, Campbell did come up on the offensive side, FYI. But um, he was mean? like, he was an old, he was, he played defensive line in his playing career, but he has always been offensive line slash offensive coordinator in all of his jobs before being a head coach. And running backs too, right? He was, um, I, I feel like he had pretty close ties with the running back room. I'm not, I mean, I'm just, I'm talking from my eyeballs. Like whenever I've heard he's one calling plays, like, I think it was 2018 versus Iowa. It was uh, one of the first games of the season before we had Tom Manning. I'm pretty sure he called all of the plays there. And that was with Kyle Kemp behind center. I think he got hurt that he he was a run game coordinator for a little bit. So wasn't running backs coach, but run game coordinator in offensive, which like kind of goes in, you know, you got to have a passing attack or at least a quarter. I mean, we don't have a rushing attack run. either. We have no offensive attack. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, that's fair. But that's yeah, fair. no, I mean, we both have said it, you know, <clears throat> we're never, I, it would take a lot for me to ever call for Matt Campbell's job at this point. It would take a lot. What I'm calling for is Matt Campbell needs to do his job as the head coach and like the CEO of the football team and he needs to realize that some people that he hired for some higher up positions aren't carrying their weight and doing a good enough job and they need to be replaced. Yeah. And and that's, that's what we're calling for. That's all we're saying. Like changes have to be made. This cannot be one where it's like, Hey, we evaluated this. This person said that they were going to change and we're going to trust them and roll into it because it's just like, it's kind of two straight years that there's been some disappointing offensive performances for the most part, or it's just been, not meeting expectations, I would say on on mm-hmm. specifically one side of the ball and special teams specifically too. You know these are these are two two very key important parts. But these are things that you know like Campbell had like he knows that he has to address this shit too. But like it's got to be done. You know it, it's it just can't be ignored at this point. So well, do we want to move on to some good news? Revenge game against Milwaukee, Iowa State basketball. It's hilarious that we had a revenge game against Milwaukee, but we beat him by 15. Um, No. So last year, I will admit I was being, you know, just classic fanboy Mason, just like trying to grasp at straws for something to be happy about when we started out the season four and oh, we started the season three, and oh, beat some pretty horrible teams, but you're also beating them how you should. Um, the closest game is 15 points 
And I don't think they really, I don't think it was close all game. I think they kind of got some of their points like when towards it didn't really matter. Um, this Iowa State basketball team is really, really good. Um, I think we're better offensively this year than we were last year. Um, but we're, we still got that defensive mentality. Now we got, I, I, I'd hold your, I'd hold your boat a little bit on that. The big 12 plays know, really good defense and we'll, we'll find a true test here. I mean, you can't really say this team is better offensively when it's played IUPUI, North Carolina, A&T and Milwaukee. So, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to say you got to slow your roll a little bit here, but I, I feel like we have, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll slow my roll. But we actually do have a test against Villanova. I mean, they they should be pretty damn good. Um, but two thirty this Thursday, Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone! Hey, <laughs> let's go. Let's go around the pod and say one thing we're thankful for. Newt, starting with you. I'm thankful for John Heacock. He's a beast. This is I'm a John, pro John for... Heacock podcast. I'm thankful for Will McDonald. I'm going to miss that guy. Yeah, he needs to get so one much. more sack this uh, against TCU to break the sack record as well. Because he he's tied a, with it right now, right? He's tied. He could get a half sack too, which whatever. It doesn't matter. Just get a sack. So, yeah, it's fair enough. Um, I didn't realize that Villanova is not ranked, though. Honestly, they, they've lost um, two games this year already. They've lost a Temple by four. Um, they lost they to Michigan, Michigan State, which State. Michigan State's pretty damn good. I mean, Michigan State's been they played Gonzaga close. I think they played Kentucky close. Um, so I don't really fault them too much for that. But again, it'll be a good test. Um Otzelberger basketball. Let's go. All right. The Wizard of Otz. The wonderful Wizard of Otz. Anything else before we send people on their way to we yeah, we never did score holiday. predictions or guess that yeah, line for Texas Tech we did oh oh you're saying for TCU okay um do you have the line pulled up in front of you because I do not um I do yes I accidentally already looked so okay you can play you guess can play guess line. that line I think TCU will be favored believe it or not wow. I think I think they're gonna be favored yeah you're going out on um, here I see yeah. I bet it'll be a, a um a nine point five point favorite. Pretty close. I saw 10 and a half. So, damn. I actually would take Iowa State there. All right. You're going to call lose me money. crazy. Um, dude, do you want to do the over under? TCU. I'm not, I'm not saying TCU is overrated. Also, if people have been it. listening to us and, and tailing the Iowa State unders, you've made some money in the last couple of weeks because the you unders made a have lot been a lot of money. And you haven't had to sweat it at all. It hasn't been like, oh, yeah, I'm worried about this one. It has been – you've been cruising to the finish line on this one. Easiest money. Um, yeah. So Score predictions. Um, just because I've been saying it the past many weeks, I have to stick to my guns on Iowa State's going to win this game. You go first. You go first. I, I'm, I'm going to um, try to hit the nail on the head on this one. 31 to 10 TCU. Okay. 31 10 TCU. My guess is going to be um, 21 17 Iowa State. I, I, I do think 31 is a little too much for the the offense. I, I would, I, I almost, get 31. Yeah. I almost want to go 24 10. I'm, I'm going to take a touchdown away. I'm going to go 24 10 TCU. The thing is, I think um, 
we can match up against them. We just have to, we, I mean, we got to play balls to the wall. Like they got a, they got a good wide receiver core. I like uh TJ Tampa. I like ant. Um, I, I think the defense know, is never can. the issue here, man. But the thing is the offense for TCU has been the, you know, beast basically. So that that's why I think that it actually isn't impossible for us to beat them. Um, I'm going to sound like an idiot, you know, come next week if we get trounced, but like, I, I actually don't hate how, how we match up against them. Um, and so I'm going to manifest, I'm going to speak it into existence. 21, 17, Iowa state, we're going to cause, um, two interceptions from Duggan with just the pressure that we're going to put on him. Um, contain him, got to contain that guy. Um, maybe like a tipped ball into an interception, and I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe a special team. No, I, I'm, I can't even finish that sentence. Uh, we're going to find a way to win. We'll find a way to win. Pick, uh, pick six. Sure. How about that? I respect you score. sticking to your guns. I would have if this team showed some semblance of fight or uh, change offensively the last couple of weeks. But I just I can't because like TCU ha- has to be prepared for this game, I think. And I just I don't they think have they everything have- to lose. Correct. And I, I just, I think, I think this might be a game where you can see Iowa State kind of come out strong a little bit. And if TCU doesn't um, kind of like calm that storm, then I think we could hang around and it could be a little bit closer than anticipated. But I just think this is one of those that if, if TCU is ready and like prepared that I just, I don't see how this team is going to be able to stick with them. It's it's just I don't know. Like it, it's just too. It's been too demoralizing to watch this team over the last like two months that I can't like say they're going to beat the number four undefeated team in the Big Twelve. So yeah, it would make zero sense for us to win, which is why it makes all the sense that we're going to do it. All I, right. I respect it. Like I said, I respect. It, but well, this has been fun. Kind of not really. Not let's really, be honest. No, um. Yes. Yeah. Also, when Iowa State does well, we do well. So for the sake of our podcast and our social media account, we're just gonna become a basketball podcast soon. It's just, we're gonna become well, we yeah, have one I more mean, week. That's happen we're, we're a basketball yeah. podcast. So we're we're a basketball podcast in one week. All right. Well, if you made it this far, thanks for joining us. Roll clones. Roll clones, baby.